0: That music, I tell you what, that music, it makes me nostalgic. The MLB on Fox music is the best baseball music there was to start a broadcast. I loved that music, and it's perfect for today's Game Time with Greg podcast. I'm your host, Greg Jansen. We're going to talk about MLB is back. Finally. They got a deal done. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about the NBA. We'll also talk about the UFC briefly. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. I know all these sports are everyone's cup of tea. But we're going to talk about some things. Talk NBA, UFC, and then we'll pay tribute to a 70s legend that passed away. That was a good football player in the 70s. But the main story is MLB is back and... I'm your host, Greg Jansen, of the Game Time with Greg Podcast, and this is your top story. MLB is back! I can't, I know I've said it more than once, but I can't believe they got a deal done. I really can't. I'm relieved they got a deal done. Beyond compare. It's hooked long enough, but we finally have some ideas of what's going to happen. By the time you are listening to this, We might we'll probably know more but the time that I'm recording this, this is what we know. MLB will have a 60 game season, and players have agreed to report to their training camps July 1, which is a week from Wednesday. And it will be, like I said, a 60 game season, and there have the health and safety hurdles have been cleared as we will have a season as The regular injury list for the season will be 10 games. And the MLB is expected to institute a special COVID-19 related injury list for players who test positive. And that will take a specific amount of games. We don't know how long they'll spend it on the injured list. But we will have a season, it looks like. There will be 60 games. For example, there will be 40 games against the division... And then 20 against an interleague opponent. But with their geographic concepts. So basically, if you're a Yankees fan, you'll face your division rivals. The Red Sox. The Orioles. The Blue Jays. The Rays. You'll face them 10 times. Then you'll face four times the Mets. The Marlins. The Braves. The Phillies. And the reigning... World Series champion, Washington Nationals. Now think about how fun this will be. Like when the Phillies play the Yankees, even though there will probably be no fans for these games, Joe Girardi returning to the Yankee stadium with his players like Bryce Harper and JT Romuto in his return. Wouldn't that be a great way to start the season? Phillies and Yankees at Yankee stadium. Bryce Harper at Yankees stadium with Joe Girardi, the Yankees manager. Then you will have like the AOS versus the NOS. The Dodgers could have revenge on their mind with the Astros. You know who lucked out with this pandemic was the Astros. No one's going to boo them. There's heavy chance that baseball does not want brawls to happen and all that certain stuff. Because people are going to want to go after the Astros about how they lied and 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 lied. Nobody got luckier than them. But, hey, we're going to have a season. Other, inc- I mean, this is all going to be interesting to watch unfold. Some of the rule changes that will be implemented for 2020. I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not a fan of most of these, but hey, I'm just a host of a podcast, and that's just how I am. We're going to have DH in both leagues. Not just the American League, but the National League. Take out strategy. But I understand it from this standpoint. I really do. Because you want your pitchers to be healthy. And you want to protect them. But I'll admit I'll miss seeing Adam Wainwright come to the the point with his music. The Cardinals have my team. They have good hitting pitchers. Some of these teams have good hitting pitchers. So I'm going to miss that. And I understand that you... What games not to go forever because you only have 60 games, but I don't like this one more than anything. Having a runner at second base to start extra innings, I don't like that at all. I mean, that's just... I mean, if the run scores, it's going to be an under to run, but like an error, but come on, that's just ridiculous to me. And no limits on position players pitching. Okay, fine, whatever. Pitchers can have a wet rag in their pocket as a substitute for licking their fingers. Okay, then. And a three batter minimum still stands. I don't like that one. I said that before. I've said this to many people. I don't like that ruling at all either because you're taking the strategy out of the game. I mean, the Cardinals once have won their 2011 World Series that way. Bruce Bochy once have won his World Series that way. Managers... Manage their bullpen for a certain way. And they once have won their World Series that way. Because of how they did things. It's all about strategy. How to get one up. On someone. But now. If it's three straight lefties. you That's what you're going to do. That's just the way baseball. Doing things right now. And with that. I just don't. I'm just not a fan of it. But. I understand we're just trying to protect the pitchers. We're trying to protect all people involved. Okay. I mean, they have the best entrance, but I, I don't like three-better minimum. I don't like the DH in both leagues. I understand it, though, in this case. But I don't like the extra innings runners start at second base. I really don't like that, but I understand that, too because you don't want the game to go until the 19th inning and a team go, from, for example, from Pittsburgh and then the next night playing Minnesota. But baseball will be, he- will be here. We'll get to see, finally, what Garrett Cole looks like in a Yankees uniform. Get to see what Mookie Betts looks like in a Dodgers uniform. By the way, Yankees-Dodgers was my World Series prediction this year. My prediction last year was Nationals-Astros, and that did end up happening. And for those that don't know, those two share a spring training home. So that was pretty interesting. There's some fun storylines to watch this year, though. For my team, the Cardinals, I'll watch how much will Dylan Carlson play? When will Dylan Carlson play? For the Twins, how much better can this offense get with Josh Donaldson? For the Dodgers, is Cody Bellinger still the best offensive player on his team or is that now Mookie Betts? How do the Astros deal with adversity? Even though they're not going to face any probably loud crowds, how are they going to deal with a new face of the franchise manager, Dusty Baker? How are the Cubs going to do with David Ross as their manager and Joe Madden with the Angels? How are those both teams going to do? Uh, how are the Rays going to do with the Yankees? Because I think both teams have excellent pitching staffs. Can Oakland repeat what they did the last few years again? What will Joe Girardi's Phillies be like? I know I've mentioned the Phillies several times. Don't think for a second I'm a Phillies fan because I'm not. I've always liked Joe Girardi. I just find that interesting. There's a lot of fun storylines that are finally going to happen that we've waited months for in MLB. It's going to be fun to figure out who go, how the pieces work together. How many defending champions of their division will there be? How many wild cards from last year? We're going to get all those answered. Now, we'll probably have some players will, that we know of publicly. I As of re- this recording, we don't know publicly what players might have had coronavirus or don't have it or what have you. But like all the sports, they're taking the c- precautions and they're going to make sure that the kids are all taken care of. And MLB is looking out for the players here. I just hope with this deal that we don't get a strike soon because it sounds like because um the collective bargaining agreement will be done soon and they'll have to renegotiate that and I really hope that both sides can work together I've been I recorded this podcast on and off and I waited till now to finally record it because we have a deal I was going to record and vent about how mad I was I had audio ready from radio that I wanted you to hear yourselves about Rob Manfred saying this is a disaster and quite frankly it was a disaster it took forever to get this done we need to nip the next collective bargaining agreement in the bud and get it on baseball is falling behind with people it needs to get back baseball is my first love for sport It needs to find a way. And if they go on strike and have this collective bargaining agreement, they'll fall further and further and further and further and further further behind. So, we'll hope things work out with baseball. Like I said, there's a lot of great storylines here. And I'm looking forward to seeing these storylines take off. Hopefully it becomes something good. For those that have dealt with coronavirus. Or, imp- or had someone impacted with it. My prayers to you. I know this is a serious thing during a pandemic. And I hope the best for you. And I'll know that you're not alone during this. The NBA. We're going to talk about the NBA briefly. There's certain players that have decided not to take part. Trevor Ariza has decided not to take part with the custody going on. And Avery Bradley has decided that too. The NBA is also deciding whether they can actually play with this going on with some of the stuff going on and the Kyrie Irving stuff. I'm not going to play judge and jury and say what they should do and shouldn't do. Some good players have gotten coronavirus. Some may have already had it, and we don't even know about it. Some of these teams will have to find a new player on their roster to new players on their roster to pick up to finish off the season. For example, my Mavericks, Courtney Lee got hurt, and he's out for the rest of the year probably during practice. Hurt his calf. They're already without Jalen Brunson and Dwight Powell, so they might have to pick up three players. But the Avery Bradley news, the Lakers will have to pick up a person. As of this recording, they haven't picked anyone up yet, but they're probably on their way to. My guess, J.R. Smith, but who knows? LeBron and J.R. Smith reunited? It could happen. I'm just saying. It could happen. But we'll see. But well. It's all up in the air right now. Now, like I appreciate like I said in the first podcast with you guys, I love what the NHL and NBA are doing with their ideas. I really do, and I love that you don't have to wait long for activity in the off season. And that is important because when you wait forever for moves, you almost forget about the sport. And that's a Good thing that we have going with the NHL and NBA. And it sounds like both leagues have the medical stuff protecting their players. Sounds like MLB, as we talked about, has their protection going. So that's good. Because this is all about health foremost. I mean, th- these guys all have jobs and careers to make money for their families. Health is important in this situation. That's more important than anything. Your health. And if you're willing to do this. Now I'm going to talk about the sport now. That I've watched the most during the pandemic. Sport I like. I know it's not for everybody. But I'm going to talk about it for a few minutes. And it's the ultimate fighting championship. The UFC. I thought it was an alright card. This past. Saturday. That's the good thing ESPN is doing is they're airing these free fight cards instead of having ESPN+. Plus. But I guess I'll have to watch some of the ESPN plus cards soon because July 11th has a good card. Fight Island, there's going to be some really good fights. <coughs> Two fights caught my mind. Roskopp versus Hubbard. And uh, Roskopp basically brought a knife to a gunfight in this one. I mean, I have no doubt he's going to be a great fighter. I think Roskopp has a bright future. But this was tough to watch. Roskopp only had five days notice for this fight. Five days. So you find out Monday, that on Saturday, you're going to fight someone that you have not trained for, you don't know their exploits, You've probably only seen them on TV, but you've not done any background on them. And between rounds, he told his trainer, Robert Drysdale, not once, not twice, not three times, nine times, nine. That's one short of ten to stop the fight because he couldn't fight him anymore. And that just made me mad. His trainer kept saying to him, you got this. You got this. You're good. But Roskopf said no, he didn't. And he went and... And he finally got the doctor to stop it. And he did, thank the Lord. And... It was a doctor stoppage flight, and Hubbard ended up in the wind column, and that is what it had to take for it to happen. I mean, it should not have had to take that long for a doctor to stop at when. Ross, cop told his trainer nine times that he wanted it stopped. So that made me a little mad. What also caught my eye? Josh Emmett was part of the fight of the night with Shane Burgos. And that was an incredible, incredible fight between two guys. I mean, I loved watching that fight. And Josh Emmett won the fight. Okay, Josh Emmett won. And here's what happened. Josh Emmett in that fight suffered a complete tear of the ACL in this fight, along with a partial MCL tear, focal implant fracture of his femur, and damaged cartilage and swelling in his knee. And this guy did that in the first round and still fought unbelievably well and he won against Shane Burgos that is just an incredible incredible performance I just was amazed watching that it just blew my mind I was like how is he doing this because you saw I saw him in there he was gimpy the final two rounds they were like how is he getting power with his legs with his knees but he found a way so get well soon Josh Emmett because you sir did a had an incredible fight with all that you went through and we'll we'll be ready for you when you return at featherweight so anyways i talked about the ufc i i'm going to talk about mma every once in a while mixed martial arts guys i know it's not for everybody but just certain news things and i'm going to talk about them And that was the news that caught my mind. Oh, and Dominic Cruz, one of my favorite fighters, is an analyst every once in a while. He's so good at his job. People go big over Daniel Cormier on commentary. And he's good, don't get me wrong. But the best fighter, I think, on commentary that does it for active fighters in the UFC, and I may sound like a homer because I'm a fan of his, but it's Dominic Cruz. I learned a lot from him. He does a great job. Anyways, last topic of the day. Jim Kick passed away this past weekend. Jim Kick lived to be 73 years old. And I know people probably listening to this go, oh, he's just saying it because it's a Dolphins guy that passed away. That could be for this from the truth. But let me tell you something. The Dolphins have lost a lot of legends from the 70s team the last while. They lost Don Strzok, they lost Jim Langer, they lost Nick Bunicotti, they lost the greatest coach in franchise history, Don Shula, and now Jim Kick passed away. Jim Kick had early stages of dementia, suffered it three years ago. His daughter was Allie Kick, who's a tennis pro. Let me tell you a little bit about Jim Kick. Jim Kick was a running back for the Dolphins, along with Larry Zonka and Mercury Morris. It was those three that were their running backs in the 70s that led them to their two Super Bowl wins. When I talked about in my first podcast that the Dolphins are the only team that have won a championship, I met in my lifetime. But those three were part of the best backfield In the 70s. For football. Larry Zonka the Hall of Famer. Mercury Morris who had a very solid career. And Jim Kick. Who had a very solid career. He's 4th all time in team history. In rushing yards. He was number 21. He had an amazing hair. I mean. if You look it up. You'll see it. His hair was something else. He and Nick. And uh, Larry Zonko were nicknamed Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He was a very good player. He went to college at Wyoming. If you ever want to watch a a football life from NFL Network, one of the good ones to watch, and I'm not just saying it because it's my team, but um, I watch all of them. I think they're always really good, what they do. they a perfect backfield with those three. Mercury Morris, Jim Kick, and Larry Zonka. That's a good one to watch. Because those three relive the 70s. They're all fishing together. Talking about those times that they had together. After Jim Kick retired. Some of these Dolphins players, after they retired. They did incredible things in the community. Jim Kick was a private investigator after his career was over. I mean, and like Tony Nathan, he was another former team running back. He, he went on to be a judge. Like, some of these guys ended up going to public servant roles with the public service roles, servant roles, with the community, what what they did. And Jim kick will be missed. Game time with Greg podcast is over for now. We'll figure out what the next podcast brings. Once again, you can find my podcast at anchor.fm slash greg and then the hyphen jansen. Put that in your weblog and you can search that. You can go to copy RSS. You can go to breaker. You can go to Google podcasts. You can go to pocket casts. You can go to radio public and you can find me on Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter at G.A.J. 13 or on Instagram, Greg Jansen13. I'm still debating whether I should make a fan page or not. You can send to me your suggestions if I should or shouldn't. Thank you for your time listening to the Game Time with Greg podcast. And for now, I am out.